We'll take the text from Hebrews, beginning at chapter 1, verse 1. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. So God speaks through Jesus in these last days. He speaks during the Christmas season. We know he does throughout the world. The Christmas season is acknowledged. Christmas Day is acknowledged despite the fact that some try to ignore it. In fact, I just happened to see a headline this morning that North Korea forbids it. But they may as well forbid gravity. It cannot be denied. I can't help but remember Christmas Eve a week before I turned 21 years old when I was invited to a church service, an 11 p.m. service. I didn't know that the Lord spoke to me, but in hindsight, He spoke. I, I didn't like the preacher. That was my takeaway. But the problem was not with the preacher. It might be, though, why I resisted fiercely the call to preach the gospel. But either way, the problem was with me. He was regarded and served in that denomination for decades faithfully, as far as I know. But when I went home with my sister, I can still visualize passing into the house from the front door into our little entryway, telling her that she was escaping reality. And her brief reply was, I'm facing reality. Well, she won that argument. But we see here in times past... In a variety of ways, the Lord uh, spoke through the prophets. So the, the times and the methods varied, but the source was the same. The source of God speaking was not directly to uh, individuals, but to the prophets, and from the prophets to the human race. And then verse uh, 2 begins with a contrast from the fact that God spoke in times past by way of the prophets. Now, in these last days, he speaks by way of his son, Jesus. Jesus, of course, is the perfect revelation of God. If, if you've heard Jesus, you've heard God. The question arises immediately, if God spoke, what did he say? The first words that God said were, you know them, let there be light. So that's what God said immediately, let there be light. And we realize that no one was there to hear what he said. 
So there's our first prophet, Moses, the writer of uh, the first five books of what we now have as the Bible. And God spoke every day uh, for six days. Moses was the one, uh, we suppose again, uh, to whom it was revealed what he said and was recorded for our benefit. So there we have the account of, of creation. Creation is attributed to Jesus. Of course, God the Father and the Holy Ghost are three distinct personalities in one, so they are one. But in the, in the New Testament, creation is ascribed to, to the Lord. And we know through the order and the um, craftsmanship, or we might say the creativity of what we observe every day, God speaks of his power. My my mother used to stand on our back deck where we could see actually both the sunrise and the sunset, the way the house uh, sat, and she would ooh and ah, particularly over the, the sunsets, and we would, uh, well, I can't speak for the other six, but I didn't wasn't impressed by either my mom or my or the sunsets at that time, but I didn't know that the psalmist said, the heavens declare the glory of God. Jesus speaks through creation. And the firmament showeth his handiwork, uh, work day unto day uttereth, what? Speech. He speaks. And night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. So you might say, I've never, I've never heard Jesus speak. You have in a variety of ways at different times. And not only by way of the prophets, but through Jesus. And Paul wrote uh, later that there are no excuses. Those who deny it, are without excuse. Uh, He said they profess themselves to be wise, but God can call them fools, and he did. God kept speaking there at creation, and finally we read that God said, let us make man in our own image, and he did just that. He gave, he spoke again and gave a commandment and told Adam and now Eve that they could eat of every tree of the of the garden, but of the tree uh, of the knowledge of good and evil, he said, thou shalt not eat of it. So God spoke, they heard now, now they could hear. They disobeyed. But God speaks to us in our day through this account of the prophet, we might say, in understanding that uh, when God speaks, we must hear. I didn't hear Christmas Eve that year. And when we hear, we must obey. And it's to our benefit. We'd live in a different world had Adam and Eve obeyed uh, the word of the Lord. But uh, they chose otherwise, which again speaks to us that God uh, made us creatures of 
of free will. We can choose to obey. We can choose to disobey. We can choose, we can choose to embrace uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the meaning of what happened there in Bethlehem and later in Calvary. Or we have the freedom to reject it outright. Say, I don't want it. God continued to speak over time. After Adam and Eve disobeyed, we read that God called unto Adam. And when he called, what did he say? He asked a question this time, Where art thou, Adam? Now, God did not ask that question because he could not find Adam. He asked that question because Adam had lost himself. He was lost. He was separated from God. So he didn't know where he was, having estranged himself by his bad decisions from God. Well, the Lord Jesus in these last days asks us the same question by virtue of the fact that it's recorded, having been recorded of the prophets. Where art thou? Where are you? Where are you in your relationship with God? We must... uh, I guess that was why... My sister made that declaration. I'm facing reality and implied therein was that I was escaping reality myself. Well, that's certainly certainly true. We must face reality and, and answer honestly to ourselves that question that God asks us. We read later on that God spoke to Noah. What did he say? Build a a vessel, build an ark. Judgment is coming. And those who end up on that ark will be spared. And those who reject that ark will be lost. That came to pass. But God spoke God spoke to Abram and said, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Abram had a choice to go or to stay, to respond or to reject. But I like this commandment, if you will, because it was accompanied by a promise. What did God say in that promise? He said, I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee. Forget about the descendants for a moment. Abram, I will bless you. He went. Didn't even know where he was going. When we uh, launch out in the gospel way and embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ, we don't know uh, where that uh, path will take us. But we do know we have the promise, I will bless you. You will never be more blessed than to follow the Lord and to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He he said, I will bless you. He did not say uh, it's going to be an easy path. Why, you'll just coast from here through life right into heaven. Well, the destination is heaven, but you won't coast. The kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. Jesus said in the violent, take it by force. It'll take determination. It will take grit. It will take a will. Say, I don't care uh, what life deals. I'm serving God and going through to the end. It's not those who start. It's those who finish. He spoke in times past by the prophets. One of those prophets was Jeremiah. And Jeremiah was given the word of God and shared it with 
the, the Jewish people, the children of Israel, since the day that your fathers came forth out of the land of Egypt unto this day, this is God speaking through him, I have even sent unto my servants the prophets daily, rising up early. Who rose up early? The prophets or God? Well, the implication is God rose up early. God thought of you before you opened your eyes this morning. God's an early God. Some people are early risers. Others are, are late risers. Some retire hoping to sleep early. Others late. Well, God's an early God, but God's a late God. God's a 24-7 God. But the Lord is concerned for you when you awake in the morning. Rising up early and sending them. And in this case, Jeremiah says, yet, yet they did not hearken unto me. It must have broke God's heart. The fact that he would give the greatest gift that the world has ever known in his son Jesus must break God's heart when he, that gift is rejected. How would you have felt? I was only your representative when the, that gift was presented to Brother Dave and Sister Rosie. Never mind, I'm not interested. Jeremiah said again, sometimes the prophets repeated themselves. Sometimes the Lord repeats himself. He said, I have, I have sent also unto you all my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sending them, saying, Return ye now every man from his evil way. I, I like the idea when God speaks, he speaks with clarity. There's no confusion as to what uh, God uh, requests of you and of me. And at times he demands it. Return you now, every man, from his evil way and amend your doings. It's not good enough just to turn and to say, I want, I want to serve the Lord. We must amend. Amen. What can be fixed in the, fixed, uh, in the past? God spoke through, his, uh, through Isaiah, Daniel. Ezekiel, the minor prophets, in different ways, over a span of time. That's what Hebrews 11.1 is saying. He even, he even spoke through Balaam's brute beast. So it's no virtue if uh, a man or a woman can deliver the word of the Lord when a dumb mule delivered it. Perhaps there's a lesson in that. God could get that dumb mule to do what God wanted that mule to do. It was easy for him to accomplish that goal with that beast than it is for him to accomplish what he wants of the human race. But by the grace of God, uh, we want to uh, respond. And we read that these prophets did not craft their message of their own intelligence or their own imagination, but holy men of old spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So what we have in this uh, Holy Scripture is inspired of God from Genesis through Revelation. So in contrast to times past, God now speaks to the human race through His Son. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, made after the law, 
to redeem them that were under the law. So he's more than creator, Jesus. He's a redeemer. He's our redeemer. That's why he came, is to meet the most basic need of the human race to reconcile us to God, to help us regain or recapture the favor that first uh, was the condition in the Garden of Eden before God's commandment was rejected. And the New Testament epistles, interestingly enough, make no mention of Bethlehem as far as the birth of angels of the shepherds, of the innkeeper, the manger, or the stable, or the wise men, or the star, or Joseph, or Mary. We do see Mary in the Acts, but not in the epistles, as far as I I know. The focus is on Jesus' death and resurrection. We celebrate his birth, but his birth was only uh, a step uh, toward the path of God's plan of redemption. He was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. Jesus spoke to the fishermen by the seashore, to Matthew at the receipt of custom. He spoke to Zacchaeus up in that tree, to Paul on that dusty road toward Damascus. So the Lord spoke to common people heard him gladly. He spoke to the common people. He speaks to you and me. And they wondered at the gracious words that proceeded out of his mouth, as do we uh, today. We've heard Jesus. Jesus speaks to us. Jesus speaks through creation. Jesus speaks through his word in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. That's Jesus. When you uh, read these pages, that's Jesus speaking. Three months later, when I, after that Christmas Eve uh, debate, if you want to call it that, it was a short debate, but uh, anyway, I, that's when I picked up the Bible and began to read uh, the scriptures. I didn't know anything uh, uh, really about it. And and, uh, as I've mentioned before, I started reading uh, the book of Romans, which is not what typically one would recommend to be read ahead of the Gospel according to St. John, uh, for example. But, But God spoke. And later on, I, I, I realized that my heart burned within me. So the Lord speaks through his word. Jesus said, search the scriptures to the Pharisees who were disputing and rejecting him. For in them you think you have eternal life. And they, they are which testify of me. And it's true. The same book of Hebrews lets us know that the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces, it divides, it uh, reveals our intent. It discloses. Jesus speaks, he's one with the Holy Spirit who 
came to reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment to come. The Lord uh, reveals uh, sin and, uh, and condemns. We must, in order to repent, have a sense of guilt. You, you, cannot, you cannot be saved without guilt. We're told uh, avoid guilt. No, avoid sin. Welcome guilt. If you're unsaved, you want that conviction because without it you cannot be saved. Without acknowledgement of sin, you cannot confess your sins and depart from them. So the question really is not, does God speak? God who at sundry times and in divers manners, so in a variety of ways over a period of time spoke, in times passed by the prophets, but now in these last days he speaks to us by his son. The question is not whether or not he's speaking. He's speaking. Every time you sing a Christmas carol or hear a Christmas carol, the Lord is speaking. The Lord speaks when individuals don't even realize he's speaking. So that's not the question. The question is, are we listening? Are we hearing? Are we recognizing? That's, that's Jesus. Well, opportunity is fleeting. Again in Hebrews, See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. For if they did not escape, who refused the prophets who spake on earth, how shall we escape if we ignore the one who speaks from heaven to our hearts, to our uh, minds, to our consciences? No, we want to... We want to respond. We want to hear and respond. I mentioned the first words that, that God uh, spoke were, let there be light. The last recorded words that he uh, said, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. So in terms of different times and a variety of ways, for you and for me, uh, Jesus is, is speaking this is the time and this service is the manner in which Jesus is speaking today. Will you respond? Will you respond? The greatest gift God ever gave was to give up his son on the cross of Calvary. The best gift you can give really to yourself is to embrace the gift that God gave and kneel before him, much as the, the wise men did. The, the virtue of the wise men was not that they presented gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The virtue there was that they fell on their faces and worshipped him. Let's do that today. I realize that Christmas Eve, you want to exchange Christmas greetings, but take just a moment to drop to your knees beforehand and worship the one who gave his life a ransom for you and for me.